everyone, and welcome back to Holy Devoted. Today we have a special guest, Nave. So we're going to be just talking about being a Christian in a secular culture. And we just want to take a second to thank our sponsors, Teen Missions International. They take teens on missions trips. So go check them out at teenmissions.org. So first, we just want to say hi to Nave. So hi, Nave. Welcome. Hey, guys. I'm so glad to be on the podcast today. We're so excited, too. And the technology is all working. Praise the Lord. It is. That is Thank a you, testimony. Jesus. <laughs> so we want to start with a fun question, which is what are your favorite hobbies or hobby? I would say, apart from being in nature, I love to shop. I have a serious problem. Clothes are my favorite thing to do for fun is to pick out clothes but I also like to fish and to kayak and to go on my bass boat that my boyfriend has that drives really fast and we catch a lot of fish (laughs) I live in northern California so the weather's we get four seasons it's amazing so yeah we're jealous we only have one season here in Florida (laughs) we have more than one I think it's like now it's starting yeah summer and fall it's got, yeah, that's true. But Summer well, and fall. Autumn. I would call it autumn. We don't really have a change in the leaves. <laughs> I love that you like to do outdoorsy things and shop because I'm like that too. <laughs> I love to shop, but also I love to go hiking and I love to go paddleboarding. Those are probably mm-hmm. my main two hobbies is hiking and paddleboarding. Yeah. I would say so my favorite hobbies I like thrifting. We all like thrifting. We do it together all yeah. the time. True, yeah. And so I love it um, too. <laughs> We we love thrifting. Uh, I'm a big beachy gal. I love the beach. I love being on. I guess you could call it a paddle board, but for example, like our work has rescue boards, and so those are my favorite things to do. Like go swimming in the ocean, not for long periods of time. They know that. Um, I definitely don't like the ocean for long periods of time if I'm not doing anything. She's scared. I, I don't like standing still in the ocean. It drives me insane. For context, she's a lifeguard. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. I'm a lifeguard <laughs> at the beach. Okay. I was going to say, she doesn't know what you're... I, wor- by work, she doesn't mean teen missions. She means lifeguarding for our county. <laughs> yeah, at the beach. I'm a lifeguard on the beach, and I fear the things in the water because I've seen the things in the water. So... Oh, goodness. <laughs> I but can't also, swim. Oh, really? Oh. Really? So I would need your help. If you don't like what's in the water, how are you going to save me when I come to visit? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's the thing, though, is I love going in the water and getting out. So okay. she can get you out fast. I can get you out yeah. really fast. <laughs> like speedy oh Gonzalez fast. Because I don't want to be in there as much as you don't want to be in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I think going to the beach is something that I'm growing to enjoy. Growing to enjoy? Yeah. You've always liked the beach. Babe. Is that a... It is a good thing. For some term. reason, that it's sentence... To, growing, to in, growing to enjoy it more? Is that what yes. you mean? Yes. I don't know why that sentence sounded really grammatically it incorrect. <laughs> but it's okay. We got the... I like the, the beach is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, the beach. I'm. I love reading. I don't have as much time for like reading for funsies now that I'm in school. We read a lot as a part of our like curriculum for like homework and stuff so then it's become not as enjoyable in my free time (laughs) um but yeah reading is probably one of my biggest hobbies and then also anything outdoors like emma was saying like kayaking or hiking Mm -hmm. i enjoy all those things all right nave so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself i don't know just a little overview so we can all get to know you and then we'll get into our 
our scary, serious questions. I'm joking. They're not that scary <laughs> or that serious. So I'm 17. Like I said, I'm from Northern California. I've grown up pretty much in where I live. I was born in this county. We've moved like twice to other, like once to another state, once to another county, but mostly I've grown up here. I have four siblings, so I'm one of five. And um, yeah, I love spending time with my family. But my, I grew up in the church. My grandpa, he's a pastor. Like I said, my parents were went to Bible college. My mom did some mission work. But I did have a very long period of time where I wasn't pursuing God. And I kind of went off the tracks a little, to be honest. <laughs> Relatable. So yeah, <laughs> now I am on fire for Jesus. I love to tell people about God. Um, I have a podcast where I get to do that. I get to have people on and interview them where they can tell their stories and how they have came to mm -hmm. Christ. And so now I'm super passionate about it. But I'm also passionate about it because... I was in such a deep, dark place that I know there's redemption. And I, it's mm. so exciting to tell people, you can come up from where you were and you don't have to, you don't have to be okay before you come to Christ. You can be yourself and then Christ will change you. So yeah, Amen. it's a little bit about so me. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I was going to ask, like my parents are missionaries as well. They're with, they're on staff with Teen Missions. So I'm curious, like, where did your parents go to school? Where did they serve? Like in missions, you mentioned your mom. Yeah. So my parents, they met when they were super, my mom was like 15 and my dad was 19 or 14 and my dad was 19. And my dad thought my mom was a lot older, but they met in church at a youth group. And my, my, my dad turned to this guy that he was sitting next to him when my mom walked in and he said, who's that girl that just walked in to youth group? And and the guy was like, that's my sister. She's 14. Oh, and oh. that was the pastor's kid. So my mom was a pastor's oh. kid growing up. And my dad was definitely not. But um, right off the bat, they just loved each other. And um, my grandpa wasn't super on board at first. Because like I said, there was a bit of an age gap. So yeah. my grandpa kind of pushed my dad off to Bible college. And he went to Bible college. Uh, I think it's Calvary Chapel Bible College. In no way. Southern California. I'm oh, sorry, I interrupted you. We all we, we all, all go to Calvary, Calvary Chapel. <laughs> we all three of us go to Calvary mm, Chapel in Rhode Island. Island. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. cool. In uh, Costa Mesa, my grandpa was a Calvary Chapel pastor. Oh, that's that's crazy. crazy. Wow, the world oh, is so turntable. Yeah. <laughs> that's no, crazy. Exactly. So my mom, but my so my dad went. My mom didn't go right off the bat. After high school, she went to YWAM Kona to do her okay. DTS, oh. which is the training before you go off. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. she went to Japan to do mission work. Wow. And then she actually went to my with my dad. Finally, she got to go to, with her love her life again <laughs> to Bible college and they got to go to Austria and all the things. So yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool. Wow, what a fun connection that is. I I swear, these people on the listening probably think like we like scope out Calvary Chapel people. We don't. We really it literally don't. just happens happened. That's so funny. That's wow. so crazy. That is crazy. I was gonna say you were talking about your podcast. If you guys want to listen to her podcast, I'll make sure to link it in the description notes. Super unprofessional. I cannot remember the name. It's something wonderful, right? Wonderfully made for his glory. There we go. Wonderfully, Wonderfully made, made for, for his, his glory. glory. So Amen. look up her podcast, listen in. 
it's always awesome to hear what God is doing in people's lives. Like that encourages me. So oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So totally it's linked agree. in the show notes. Going to the next question that we have, what do you think was pivotal in your life story? Like where was that point where I had to kind of shift? Yeah, like mm-hmm. where you realized, okay, I need to be fully sold out to the Lord. For sure. So it's funny because I literally didn't, I grew up in the church, so I didn't know I wasn't living for God. There yeah. would be times yeah. like in my junior high life where I was partying very young and seeking relationships I shouldn't have been at such a young age. I I would feel convicted, but I didn't feel far from the Lord. Um, but later to realize, literally nine months ago, I felt this heaviness and what am I doing? I was, I'm in a healthy relationship right now. Happy. I love my boyfriend. Um, but we still were living in a sinful lifestyle and the, like the conviction became so heavy on my heart. I felt the Lord kind of knocking saying, Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? Do you know me? I know you, why are you so far from me? But I didn't have that shift until I felt that. And I was like, wow, my whole life, I thought I was living for God and I wasn't. So it was literally nine months ago that I was like, okay, I need to get my act together. I started going to church again, um, kind of had to make some serious decisions in my relationship and just life choices that I felt the Lord was calling me to do. That's awesome. So kind of going along with what you were explaining when you got to that point of submission or like you got to that pivotal point how did you how were you able to grow in boldness to like be able to speak to the people around you about the change you had felt in your life right so even when I made that pivotal kind of like shift I became on fire for the Lord because I but I didn't like right away Mm -hmm. I like I said I was having these convictions and it was in my relationship with my boyfriend, we were in sexual sin and I didn't know what to do because it had been a year and a half. We were together for a year and a half in sin. And so how do you tell your boyfriend, okay, we need to stop doing what we've been doing for a year and a half. Like if he's not on the same page as you. So I, I didn't know what to do. He was confused. Why are you acting so distant? Why don't you want to come over to my house anymore? Because every time I would go, I would feel this pressure. And so I began to pray to God, Lord, please just put the same conviction. I know it sounds weird, but I prayed, God, convict my boyfriend in a loving oh, way. Yeah. Like, that's please, beautiful. It's not I want to yeah, stay with beautiful. him. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, that's not weird. I think it's beautiful. So... <laughs> <laughs> So I saw the Lord move in my personal life. I Mm. saw him put this conviction on Timothy, my boyfriend, who I love so dearly. And all of a sudden, Timothy's heart changed. And I was like, whoa, God can move. God is real. He is working today. (laughs) Miracles happen. I'm like, this is a miracle for me. I don't know what you're going to call it, but it was a miracle in my life. So I can stay with this person I love and who's so supporting. And so he changed, his heart changed. I was so excited. I just wanted to tell everybody. And then the Jesus Revolution movie came out during that same time. And so I watched that movie and I walked out of that movie and I kid you not, I opened my phone and a Bible verse was on my phone. I'll have to share it with you guys. So 
Have you guys seen the Jesus Revolution movie? Yeah, oh, yeah of course. course. I haven't. I'm the only one who oh, hasn't what? seen it. Stop it. I'm you have to just see it. This is, right this is not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Let podcast. me pull it up. Yeah, the door. <laughs> I have the Bible app. I use the Bible app more than my actual Bible. I, I think that might not be the best thing, but I can't read my Bible while my eyes don't focus. So I use the ESV Bible app. Love yes. that. Also not sponsored <laughs> <laughs> love that though the funny th- okay can you imagine if the esv bible like sponsored you sponsored Dang. by the esv bible sponsored by the holy <laughs> word of god <laughs> <laughs> i mean we should all be okay Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I was going to oh, go yeah. this way with this. Like I had my ideas like written down of what I would talk about, but the Lord always does this. It's like, no, no, yeah. I'm going to shoot these words out of your mouth today. It's like, okay. No, you're totally <laughs> right. fine. I got it. So like I said, I walked out of the movie theater. I was like bawling the entire movie because I just loved it. I loved it. It was so powerful, but I walked out and my phone literally was on this. I had not been on my Bible app that day. And it was, um, it's in Matthew 9, verse 35. It's the harvest is plentiful and the laborers are few. And it says, And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And I was mm. like, okay, Lord, what are you trying? Why? What is this? This is so random. But I felt like I felt like in this time in life where we are, I f- felt like the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And it said like in verse 35 to 36, like there was diseases and afflictions and it was like that Jesus was going and touching these people. And it says like, then in 38, therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And I feel like that's what we have to do as like disciples of the Lord, we have to go. And so in that moment, I read that verse and I said, okay, I'm going to start just doing it. I'm going to be a servant. Anything he calls and says to me, I'm just going to do. So I started a worship night in my community, which was super small, but it was so sweet in that time. And that's when I started my podcast. So that was really when I was like full submission to the Lord, like whatever you want from me, yeah. I'll do. I'm, I'm a vessel yeah. now. Like I'm not in vain. I'm servant of the Lord. Amen. <laughs> love I that. Love that. If only we as a church a church hole could have that perspective. Yeah, that if only I could keep that perspective like minute through minute through my day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have my like pivotal moments where I'm like, Lord, like take me, use me, whatever you want to do. And yeah. then I swear 30 seconds later, I'm suddenly like, let me just take that back. <laughs> yeah. It's so easy for me to, I don't know. Maybe that's just my experience, but I think that's hard. It's a hard attitude to live in actively yeah, for sure. day by day, like through the monotony. But mm-hmm. I think it's beautiful. And when you have you control it. issues like me. I swear I, I have control issues. Yeah, I do. It's like how I, I have to really just surrender everything to you, God. Like, okay, help me do this. Give me the strength. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love though with your story how it's so valuable that you didn't leave your relationship, but you encouraged them to come with you and be on fire for the Lord as 
you were and how like the Lord convicted you. Because I feel like in so many relationships, once one person gets saved, they just drop them off the face of the earth because they're scared to talk to them. And so I think that's really valuable and really big of you. Can I ask you, like, how did you navigate that? Because, like, that yeah. would be really difficult. Mm-hmm. Like, because the Bible talks about, like, not being unequally yoked. And so, like, we know it's important to date someone who mm-hmm. is passionate for the Lord the same that we are. And I love the way you brought it to the Lord and said, like, Lord, you have to answer this or I don't know what else. But, like, how did you, like, how did you come to the decision to pray about it and decide and see what God was going to do first? Like, how can you walk me through that process? Yeah, I think what was happening was... I seriously, like I, like, like Timothy was kind of seeing, I was becoming distant. I was really becoming distant and I had no other hope for our relationship, but to pray about it. Like, cause I knew I was going to have to either break up with him if he didn't like understand, or I was going to have to start praying. And it was that, like, have you ever been to that place where it's like, there's, there's nothing you can do now. You have to yeah, leave it yeah. to the Lord. Yes. Yeah. Like, like in the shower on my knees praying and crying god please change his heart like yeah. that's where i was at so i don't know i just knew there was nothing i could i couldn't do anything cuz it had been a year and a half of just doing like you know what i mean yeah yeah i think that's that's really cool though that like you let god fight that battle and like what a gift yeah from god mm-hmm. you know yeah thank, yeah thank jesus like praise the lord because that was the first time I ever relied on the Lord for something like in my life. Like mm-hmm. I'd seen my parents like really rely on the Lord for like money when we didn't have any, like we didn't have clothes to go to school in kindergarten and they just prayed and the Lord would provide. And so I've seen that, but I never had seen it personally for myself. Mm-hmm. So that was life changing. Like, I don't know how it happened, how I decided, okay, now I need to pray. I think it was cause I had no other choice Mm. like I there was nothing I could do but then to actually see God move like that I think that was his gift to me like okay I'm actually going to change his heart so you learn how to rely on me because I would have never known how to rely on the Lord like he showed me I got to see it with my eyes and so now I'm able to rely on him and he moves and it's so wonderful yeah yeah it makes me think of like taste and see that the Lord is good. Yeah. Like that verse, like he gives good gifts to his kids and right. we come to him humbly and saying like, I don't have anything left and I have no way to fix this problem. Yeah. Um, Lord, either you got to fix it or I guess this is the end of the road. Like that would be really yeah. a painful spot to be in. And oh, I yeah. admire your heart to pray for him and your heart to, I don't know, let the wor- Lord work, not just in you, but also in his name is Timothy. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. in Timothy. Faith's brother's name is Timothy. So I was like, I don't want to get this wrong because mess up the names <laughs> in my head. Actually, well, you said, and now I'm confused. Did you talk to him or did he approach you? Let me think about that. Okay. So it was kind of like, I said, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't, af- I wasn't afraid because I knew like his reaction would show his character. Like if he is yeah. willing like to if I tell him that and he's willing to change, he must really love me. <laughs> so <laughs> I just kind of let it show. Like, so I said, I can't do this anymore. And at yeah. first he didn't understand it. Like yeah. he was like, why? I don't see why this is bad. Like, I don't 
see it because you can't push your convictions on someone else it's like this is something the lord is making me feel and i can't Mm -hmm. have you feel so he didn't get it he was and he didn't raise with this he wasn't raised with the same kind of morals that my parents had put on me at a young age to know i shouldn't be for like for the safety of your heart like you shouldn't be doing this and so he didn't have that growing up so he really didn't understand why I was like, I can't do this anymore. But we, I was like, okay, we need to keep going to church. And then all of a sudden he was like, I think it would be a little bit relieving if we did stop. And at that point we had, I've been very distant. So we were kind of like taking a step back from the activities we were partaking in. And so it was finally like, we kind of came on the same page, but the first initial conversation was me just saying, I can't do this. And then he didn't get it. And then finally he got it because of Jesus, God. So Amen. So this isn't on the sheet, but what would you say to someone that's kind of in your same situation? What encouragement would you give them? I would just say, pray and ask the Lord for discernment. Like, because yeah. we, we as humans like to take control of these things, especially when we can't see what God's doing in that second he's moving, but we can't see it because we're right here in our everyday life. But when you get to that stage where it's like, I can't tell if the Lord's moving, I'm praying, but I don't see a change. Pray for discernment. Like, like Lord, show me right now what I'm supposed to do. Mm. Help me kind of tell if you are moving or I had to pray that like, God, like, are you moving? Am I supposed to break up with him? Like, yeah. And then it kind of became the reliance on, I finally said, okay, God, like what you tell me to do, I'm going to do. But then I started to see that shift in Timothy and I said, oh, God's moving. So if someone (laughs) who's going through the same thing is not seeing, seeing God move right this second, just know that he is moving. It might not be the way that you want to see it. Maybe it is that you need to shut the door and say, okay, this isn't for me. This isn't what the Lord has for me right now. And you move on, but maybe just be patient and the Lord is moving. So you just have to pray about that. Pray it out. Pray it out. Pray on your knees. Cry about it. Pray about it. (laughs) (laughs) I have another question. I'm so sorry. We're going off off our list of questions. Oh, good. So when did your boyfriend like give his life to the Lord? Was that with you? Like, did God use you to bring him to the Lord? Or like, when did that happen? So he, if he was on this podcast right now, he would say, yes, it was, it was you, I would say that he grew up in the church. He was just, uh, he stopped going to church. Like when he was in junior high, those years that man, Mm -hmm. I'm going to make my kids go to church because I'm just kidding. But (laughs) so he, he became far from, far from the Lord then. So he didn't really know God. But he had that foundation, like going to Sunday school, it sticks with you. Like those stories, they stick with you. Children's ministries. So I think he got baptized over the summer in August. So he was with me when he publicly displayed his like commitments to the Lord. But but even when he said, okay, we're going to stop doing what we were doing. We're going to stop in our sexual sin. We're going to stop. There was still that moment where I didn't it's hard because you can't like, you can't push your faith onto somebody else. It's their own journey. But I wasn't seeing him pursuing the Lord the way I was pursuing the Lord. And so it wasn't until 
three months ago, he, he had this like weird passion, which I'm obsessed with because I love it, of just <laughs> diving into the word. So oh. he's just now, he got baptized three months ago and then he's just, now I'm going to read the whole Bible chronologically with a Bible recap. I don't know if you guys have heard of the Bible oh. recap. So, so now he's in the word and now I really feel like the point when he got baptized in August to now is when he's really like surrendered to God. You know what I mean? Praise the Lord. That whole story gives me chili bumps. No, I I love that. I love when God works in unexpected ways. Yeah, exactly. I hope this doesn't offend you when I say this, but if a girl came to me in this situation, I would, my advice to her would be like, well, the Bible says to not be, you know, to be, not be unequally yoked. Like you guys should probably break up. But then the Lord like, used you and we're, t- <laughs> we're t- trying to be gentle here with our guest. Well, but well, she's probably thinking the same that's thing. That's probably what she was thinking. Anyways, <laughs> but then it's almost like God, I don't know. It's almost like he has a sense of humor. And sometimes he works that's what in I'm unexpected saying. ways. <laughs> yeah. He and does. this would be one of those times. So yeah. he's like, I'm going to do you one better. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I love him. You never know what's coming. And it's it's better than we can ever imagine. And yeah, sometimes yeah. it's like, what are you doing? But then he's yeah. like, just wait, I got something for you. I love that. It says, what is the Bible first? Like that. Uh, <laughs> I've had three concussions in my life. So when it comes to remembering things, I get really bad. And I'm, oh. I pray that the Lord heals that. So one day I can just be like spitting these verses out. But I have to ref- I have to go to the Bible app a lot. But what is, you guys know it. He finishes what the works that he does with being confident of this very thing. That he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen, sisters. Amen, sisters. It's okay. So, with our program, to explain why we ritually said it, um, our. Our organization has us and praise the Lord for it because they come to my mind all the time. But yeah. we have 40 memory verses for every summer team. And so that's one of them. Yeah. And so oh, cool. we cannot do that with the whole Bible. Cut cut that part out. Insert that right when I was saying, you know, that verse and just insert <laughs> oh, it. Oh, we no. will. Philippians <laughs> 1 said. <laughs> no, though, that's an awesome verse. It's a, it is it's such a, a great good verse. I'm grateful I memorized that verse because I cling to it in moments of not yeah. confidence disconfident right unconfidence in confidence sounds like in confidence i'm telling you this oh, applicable no. oh man <laughs> don't we struggle start. with that word there's a few words we don't know how to say and in when i'm struggling with confidence that verse is an encouragement we'll just say it that way not trying to figure good. out the, no, that was the good. opposite i don't feel like has faith asked a question in a while she has i'm it. just really enjoying, enjoying <laughs> <laughs> i feel that way sometimes they're like, Faith, are you going to talk? And I was like, oh, I'm a host. I was just <laughs> sitting here. I feel like I'm I I paid for like, I know. I feel like I paid for like a front row seat for this <laughs> podcast. God is good to me that I. it's a privilege yeah. to be here. So living in a secular culture, what was the thing that hindered your walk with the Lord? And how did the Lord change it? Which I feel like you've touched on a little bit. Right. I think it's funny because I've listened to, I, I, I know that a large part of my testimony is like sexual sin that, that I was in for a long time. So I went and scrolled on your guys' podcast and was like, do they talk about this? Like, is this going to be okay? We did have and so I listened to one of the episodes. I can't remember. It was like a while back. And they was talking about like, sometimes you just got to go on a run or something like that. <laughs> do you remember? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. We did yeah. the episode. Yeah. I was going to say, I think I was out of town. Faith or was, I was out of town. We did like a whole episode just on the topic of sexual sin because I feel like it's something yeah. a lot of girls struggle feel, with. They struggle with, but they also feel uncomfortable talking about. It's and not like, something sure. they want to go to a physical mentor. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. have to bring the darkness into light, though. Yeah. And that's how exactly. Really. Amen. So I'm going to touch on that. Is that okay? Yeah. yeah absolutely. Go for it. Yeah. So I feel like society today kind of pushes sex in this like in movies in tvs um like in pornography and social media it's a very like hypersexual culture that we live Mm -hmm. in so like from a young age i was totally introduced to that just just like in junior high that's just what people talked about and so like i feel like the thing that kind of put me so far from God was my sexual sin that I had committed when I was young and continued to up until nine months ago. So I had this idea in my head that God couldn't forgive me for that because growing up in the church, I didn't understand God's forgiveness. I just understood that these are some of the things we don't do as Christians. (laughs) (laughs) Apollo. 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 I just I just dog sit some dogs and they did the same thing. It's all good. It's fine. Welcome Apollo. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, we're going to wait. His little, little feet. I know I can't hear <laughs> the nails. That's so funny. <laughs> okay, so Wait, let me remember wh- right where I was talking. Okay, so if I didn't understand that our God's a forgiving God, a loving mm-hmm. God, a compassionate God, like total forgiveness. I didn't understand mm-hmm. that. So that pushed me, my shame pushed me so far from God. I yeah. never thought I could come back and be this on fire. I never thought I could be where I am today. I, mm-hmm. I thought my sin kept me from that. I don't know how I didn't understand like John three sixteen for God to love the world. <laughs> I don't know, but that's just what, and I feel like that's common. I feel like a lot of young yeah. women get so full of shame that they don't understand. Like they can come to someone like me and say, this is all I've done. And I need the Lord to forgive me. And I can say he will, because I didn't have that. So like kind of getting back onto the path, like walking with the Lord, mm-hmm breaking down like all I've done and him kind of saying like, now come, come walk with me. And like, you're still my child. I still love you. I still have a plan for you. It was life-changing, but that was kind of what hindered it was sexual sin. But, um, I, my favorite, favorite, favorite story in the Bible is a Samaritan woman, the woman at the well, when she goes and she tells the people, cause that's who Jesus picked to go say that. I'm the Messiah. Like, I just mm-hmm. love that. I feel like I'm the woman at the well. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Aww. But I, I was that woman. Like, I, yeah. she had five husbands. And she says, come see the man that told me all that I have ever done. Like, he is he yeah. is, he is, the one that says he's the one. Like, yeah. he's the Messiah. And so, I don't know. I just feel like I didn't understand that. And I wish I could just tell everyone, like, no. God knows that we are not perfect, but God still loves us. Yeah. He still wants us to repent. He still wants us to walk with him. So yeah, that was what hindered, was kind of what, what hindered my walk. I completely resonate that. In high school, I was so fil- filled with shame. Like when yeah. I got out of sexual sin, then afterwards, the years that followed, I was so ashamed of what I had done 
that it was like a two two edged sword. Like it got me with sin, and then it also got me with fear and shame and that mm-hmm. guilt. And I, yeah. I also I grew up in the church. My dad was a pastor, and it's the same thing. Like uh, little Emma, like you've been hearing your whole life about God's love and forgiveness. This is like the part where you plug that in. You know, yeah. <laughs> <Hello? Yeah. laughs> this is the apply it to your life part that yeah. you seem to be struggling with. But I think a lot of high school girls with similar experiences would totally understand what you're talking about and how you, you know, apply that mercy, that grace, that forgiveness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, it's interesting that you brought up the Samaritan woman because we, for our, uh, one of our Bible classes, I was reading the story of the Samaritan woman because <laughs> they were talking about the different styles of evangelism. What was Jesus's style of evangelism? That was kind of like a question I was supposed to be answering. And so I was looking at the different stories of people and uh, reading this article where it said, you know, in that time, the Jews would go out of their way to walk around Samaria so that they (laughs) didn't have to be in contact with those people. Like you were saying, they're sinners, they're, you know, unclean, and we don't want to have anything to do with them. And Jesus walked right through the middle of the town, Mm. telling people, proclaiming the the good news and meeting them where they were at. And he oh, even sought moment. out, like, he knows you by name. He knows the amount of hairs you have on your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when he sat down at that well, like, he knew, like, this woman's going to be here. She needs to hear about mm-hmm. Jesus. And I have a plan. I have a purpose. Mm-hmm. She's fearfully and wonderfully made. And mm-hmm. she's going to be the vessel that I use, like you were saying, to tell all of these people yeah. about me and about my love. Yeah. And I think that's a really key part of God's character and the message of Jesus that a lot of people can miss because they see this God of, you know, wrath and judgment. And he is a judge. He is just. He is holy. But at the same time, he can redeem you and restore you, like you were saying. So I think that's really, exactly. that's really cool. I love that. <laughs> Even going off that question, what is one thing that you would share about the goodness of God in your life? I would like to share that the goodness of God is like, it's over, overfilling, like, Mm-hmm. how do I explain it? Like it's Ooh, more than we can imagine. Like what, yeah. what God can do through people, through my testimony. Like it's more than I can ever imagine. My human brain cannot possibly fathom mm, how, yeah. how great our God is. Like he just, he works in miraculous ways. He works in wonderful ways. I mean, like I didn't know I could be forgiven for all I'd done and he forgave me. Like yeah. that's, that's the type of God we serve. And so, yeah. Yeah. That's so good. So Nave, is there anything that the Lord has been showing you that you would like to share on the podcast? Is there anything we didn't cover that you'd want to share that he's been showing you? Well, I could add that, like I said, I'm 17. I'm finishing up high school in one month and now I'm at oh. this waiting period again where it's like, okay, God, what do you want for me? What do you want me to do? I'm sitting here. I'm your vessel. Just do whatever you want with me. And I want to encourage those. Maybe, wait, which one? 17 or 18 or 18? Me. Okay. Yeah. So maybe people around that age Mm -hmm. who feel like the Lord's calling them to do something for him. Like, I know that the Lord's calling me to do something for him. I know I'm supposed to be sharing my testimony and, and bringing people closer to God. But like, now what do I do? Do I go to college? Do I go to like a, like a mission? Like, do I go to YWAM? I'm like, what do I do? Yeah. And, um, I just want to share like Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you, not to harm you plans for a future. Like, I just want to kind of share that. Like, 
I'm right there with you. Whoever's listening, I'm right there with you. I'm at that stage. Let's just rely on the Lord together. Amen. So yeah, Every the day Lord has a plan that. for all of us. That's what I want to add. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's hard after high school. Like a lot of people really stress out about what to do next. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a really common thing. Especially, Indeed. I have. She mentioned my brother Timothy. He's about three years older than me. And so right at the time I was entering high school, he was graduating. And so everyone kind of turned their gaze from him graduating to like little baby Faith entering high school. They were like, okay, so what are you going to do with the rest of your life? You should know at age 13. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. But like the Lord, the Lord speaks to you in the time when he feels like you're ready for it. And so that was something I had to learn that I needed to wait on the Lord. His timing. Yeah, his timing is perfect. He doesn't make mistakes. His ways are higher than our ways and thoughts higher than our thoughts. And so to be patient and waiting on the Lord for those plans is really important. It's been such a fun conversation. I have loved. I just love you guys. I wish I was there with you. If you ever want to come visit. Well, actually, let's put a pause on that. I really want to go to Northern California because I like to hike. So I want to come there. there. (laughs) Guys, you guys need to come. If you come, tell me because I would do like. We start where I'm at. We can go all the way up to Oregon because I love the Oregon coast. I used to live there, so I love it up there. It's love beautiful. That. Dude, we should have a girls trip. Girls trip. Girls trip. Man, that'd be so fun. Actually, the other girl we had as a guest, her name was Alexis Glass. She actually ended up coming to Disney because we live really close to Disney. So we actually got to meet her in person after she was on the podcast because really we're like fun. 45 minutes from Orlando. So if you ever end up oh. in the Orlando area, you let us know and we'll all hang out. You know, out. I will. I have family in Florida. I think I told you. I think I told him I have, but it's in Tampa. Is that close? Two hours. It's like two, two hours. Like two yeah. hours. That's not yeah. that far. So Honestly, I, I will let you know. Uh, yeah, we would yeah. drive to Tampa. We'll we go to the springs. To we'll take you to the springs. <gasps> that would be okay. so much fun. This <laughs> <laughs> turned into like a group chat making plans. <laughs> the poor listeners. Literally. All righty. No, seriously. So wait, were there any other questions? Oh, you we, guys now we of? need to follow her on Instagram with our personal account. Oh, yes, oh, I will do. for sure. Yeah, I like literally think I stalked you guys because that's okay. Well, I think my account's private. Mine. You guys Mine's all have private, private accounts. Yes. Mine is not private because I have my podcast, so I like yes. it's fair enough. Joint fair, kind of. fair enough. But yeah. yeah, please follow me on Instagram. We can be friends from across the country. Yes. Yeah. Well. And that's how like to the listeners too. Like go check out her stuff. Um, what's your Instagram handle? They underscore Arviso is my like main. Okay. That's N-A-V-E-H underscore A-R-V-I-S-O. <laughs> I will link it in the show notes for everybody along with your podcast. Go follow her podcast. Go listen in. Follow her Instagram. All that good stuff. It has been so much fun to have you on the podcast. I'm so glad that the Lord brought one of your reels or something into our feed so we could find each other <laughs> Honestly, and connect. Yes. So crazy. But it's been Thank a real blessing. So I know I've been blessed. Me. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I it's always it. it's always so encouraging. And I think I might have even said this on the podcast with Alexis too. But it can be discouraging to think that like you're the only one who is like dedicated to the Lord or on fire or you feel like yeah. the, this generation is like losing like you, you, I'm slowly losing hope for our generation and stuff but then you meet people like you and it's yeah. so encouraging, it encouraging and motivating to continue pressing right. on and continue sharing and continue doing these types of ministries because it's so important Amen. and so it's been very encouraging and a blessing to me and I know for them as well yeah. 
to be able yeah. to Same talk for to you, you guys. It gets me so excited. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I feel like people think that there's no hope for, for Gen Z, but yeah. Gen Z wants Jesus. Like, yeah. I think it's going to happen. So I love seeing you guys from, yes. from across from all the way in Florida. I love it. I love what you guys are doing. I love your podcast. I'm a fan and now I get to be a guest. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Aww. That's so fun. All right. So that's what we had for you guys today. Uh, this was such a fun conversation. I just really enjoyed listening to Nave and I don't know. I was blessed by it and I hope you guys were too. So we want to thank our sponsor again, Team Missions International. They take kids on mission trips. Go check them out at teammissions.org. Also, you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at holy.devoted.podcast. Also, if you would rate and review our podcast, that would be a huge blessing to us. So have a good week.